This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to City Church U's Knowing God Guided Reading Podcast. We hope you will join us this holiday season as we read J.I. Packer's modern classic, Knowing God. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us as we continue through J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God. We're talking about chapter nine this week, God Only Wise. Now, we're going to talk a lot more about wisdom in this book, including next uh, in the next chapter. But J.I. opens this uh opens this chapter with saying, wisdom is the power to see and the inclination to choose the best and highest goal together with this uh, surest means of attaining it. I thought that was a pretty pretty powerful, thought-out definition of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times wisdom is something that, like, is it's one of those words that is kind of used very often outside of having any connection to God's word, God, mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, we say wise, like make a wise choice, wise parenting, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my opening question is kind of in, in what he talks about in chapter nine, in, in what ways does God's wisdom differ than ours? Let's first start by looking at what God's wisdom is. Well, I think that very quickly upon thinking about God's wisdom, <laughs> Uh, we're, we're put in our place about views of any sort of human wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but Packer says he alone is naturally and entirely and invariably wise um, always in all things, that it is part of his essence. Um, and knowing that that is a cornerstone of the character of God, that he... Um, he always, he sees all, and he always has the inclination mm-hmm. to, you know, lead in a certain direction for the great greatest goal, which is his purpose in the world. And, and so <laughs> I just think of, like, as a human, so often we don't have the power to see mm-hmm. or to know what's ahead or the discipline or knowledge to make the best choice Mm -hmm. to even attain whatever Mm -hmm. that idealistic goal would be you know like we miss the mark um all the time and sometimes like in a compounding way so it's almost uh, to me you know a little comical to think that we can even use like the word Mm -hmm. in a way that we talk about god's wisdom to apply that to 
to any human just it seems inappropriate yeah you know i don't know maybe I mean, i'm defi- pushing it a defi- little bit well i mean definitely in, com- <laughs> in comparison just to right. like start That's off me. with the the like you know that god actually has correct views and understanding and full understanding yeah. of everything and then as packer talks about in the opening too like not only does he have that but he also has the power um, so it's not yeah. just that he knows, but he also has the has yeah. the the power to um, to to see everything through and to and to act on it. And I think that um, in order for us to understand like what is our what does wisdom look like in our life, we need to start with understanding like in what ways does God have wisdom that's different yeah. and unique yeah. to, to Him. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how how we talked about the like. Um, dual nature of having wisdom and power because like wisdom without power is kind of feeble there's mm-hmm. you can't really do much with yeah, it he uses the word pathetic yeah you know? did he <laughs> <Yes>. yeah <laughs> that's hilarious um and then but power without wisdom like that is w- what fear scary. is man like that is mm-hmm. very scary for someone who has power without wisdom i mean there's a, a lot of you know people from um, world history that you can think about that have a lot of power and not much wisdom um, and it's a scary thing, but God holds both in like this perfect, you know, nature that is so good for us. Um, and I, I think can give us a lot of faith in who, who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Page 91, he says, um, but in God, boundless wisdom and endless power are united. And this makes him utterly worthy of our fullest trust. And that was actually like him coming off of talking about like power without wisdom and mm-hmm. then wisdom without power. So, yeah, that's, I mean, standing against each other there, we can just see how ultimately opposite we are from God yeah. because of his great power united with his great wisdom. And. We've, I've taught through Proverbs a few times in like different contexts within the church, but you know, wisdom too is not just um, is not just like knowing a lot of things and just kind of like a factual kind of study hard way, but is also like even how Packer uses in his definition, wisdom is the power to see, um, but to see things correctly, like to see mm-hmm. things, and I think that's important for us to understand too that like. God, with his wisdom, sees all things correctly, and he's not fooled. Um, and I think that's something that even even with Adam and Eve, you know, we see in the garden, like, the, the, the audacity that we think we can fool God, but he's mm-hmm. wise. We can't, you can't fool God. You can't hide behind a tree. You can't make an excuse that justifies something wrong. And I think when we see God's wisdom for what it is and we see his power, it should produce us to... to to, to understand that we can't fool him, you mm-hmm. know, and, and to bring us to a place of honesty and repentance that's yeah. deep in our life that is important. Like when we confess sin to God, who is all wise, he, he, he it's a, it's an act of our acknowledgement of yes. our rebellion, not yeah. giving him new information. Yeah. And it's a personal humbling too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word for it. God's not like unaware of the sin, you know? Packer also says on page 91, God's almighty wisdom is always active and never never fails. I think this has like huge implications for our life because there are a lot of things that God calls us to that don't seem wise in the world. Paul talks about this, mm-hmm. like there's the world's wisdom, and we're going to talk about this more in the next chapter. But 
God's wisdom is always active, so he's not turning it on and off. He's not stepping away for a moment, and it never fails. It, it, even when what, even when God's wisdom doesn't fit what we see in our world today, we still trust it. I think this has huge implications for our life. Where, where do you guys see that playing out on a day-to-day basis for a believer? Yeah, I, gosh, that is a great question. I agree with you that the implications of that are just so grand. Um, man, I just feel like in daily life, in this year especially, that um, we just, we cannot ignore um, the falling short of humanity and the need for God. Mm-hmm. Um and and although we we do have you know we have a Christian worldview we have um, teachings from Scripture that that are not going to align with the modern mm-hmm. you know skeptic skeptical view and the progressive you know era that we're in, um, but just how comforting that we still can know. Although we look around and sometimes feel like the world is just falling apart. Um, that God in his providence, he is active, that he Mm -hmm. is still working in this world that his, you know, he will see his purpose through. Mm -hmm. I just, I think there's a comfort there. I don't really know how else to Mm -hmm. explain it. Um, that just, that I can just not be, um, you know, depressed Mm -hmm. every day about the state of affairs of the world Mm and, um, I don't know. It's, it is really interesting to think through because I think there's also such a personal level of like, well, how does this truth, how does this affect me personally? Mm. Um, to not like view the world from from a pessimistic um, standpoint, but that, you know, even when we see evil happen, um, even when we we know of things that that are that are going wrong, that, God is not surprised by any of that, um, and that his his purposes and mm-hmm. his ways um, and his will is what will be, mm-hmm. um, and that there's there's just a comfort there. I don't know. Yeah, I know that's like it, a tough it, topic. Well, it reminds me. I remember one time on John Piper does these videos, Ask Pastor John videos, and you yes, could like find favorite. them on YouTube, and somebody asked, why doesn't God just deal with Satan right now? Mm-hmm. And... I had never even thought that, but that was like one of those times when like someone asks a question and you're like, Ooh, how have I not asked that question? You mm-hmm. know? But I, what I have asked is why doesn't Jesus come back right now? I mean, why wait? Like, and why allow all this to continue? And, you know, even in a, on a big scope level, you're just thinking about we, we, especially with internet, we know, just know so many evils and things in the world that are, and then even on a personal level, like when we're going through trials, we're just wondering, Lord, why, why not just, Fast forward right to Revelation 21, and that's where it is like God in his wisdom has chose to to set in motion this path for redemption and all of creation, Mm -hmm. and I think that kind of gives what you're saying too, like a lot of hope and assurance that like we don't understand everything that the Lord is doing, big picture and micro at our level, but we can trust in him and what he's doing because he's wise because he has all the information you know he he yeah. understands and we can also like trust in his word when i think about like 
God's wisdom and how we should follow it regardless of like modern culture. I just think of so many things like in Ephesians 5 when it tells us to be sober-minded. On the college campus, like, you know, come Thursday through Saturday here in Tallahassee, like um, there's not a ton of sober-mindedness going on, and that that's not like the thing to do, but we trust God's wisdom mm-hmm. that like we should be sober-minded. Or, you know, when, when we talk about like sex as being good in marriage, like that is so anti the wisdom of the mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. but we trust God's wisdom that that's what he made it for. Um, and that it will flourish the most in that context. I think about a lot of things like that when it's like, okay, God, but everyone's saying something else, Mm -hmm. but like, I I guess I'll trust you. Like you did create these things, you know, (laughs) I guess I'll trust, I'll trust your wisdom on these. Trust the creator or the creatures. Well, it's the same. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like you said, Hank, I think a great example of the world's wisdom versus God's wisdom. Like I said, we will get into this more in the next podcast, but would be something like, you know, well, it's probably a good idea to like move in and live with somebody and have sex with them and kind of test drive this mm-hmm. relationship before you get married. And we look at that and we interact with so many things that way, like that are things like, you know, test driving a car mm-hmm. or, you know, <laughs> maybe getting an apartment in a city before you move to the city you know we we think about so many objects that way and then uh, you know our culture has a way of objectifying people and you just think well that kind of I guess makes sense even though statistically meaning of marriage Tim Keller talks about it's actually statistically actually you have a less likely very harmful yeah Yeah. uh, harmful but you know yeah but like you said though like a lot of people might think it's weird to like not have sex and to move you know get married before you move in and to do some of these things and you go but yet god has wisdom so i'm gonna pursue that you know and try to follow that in my mm-hmm. life something that packer talks about too i wanted to talk about i thought was really good was like the double purpose of god's wisdom which we kind of been hitting around this a little bit that like you know there's an acknowledgement that we don't that god's wisdom is above us and we should trust it but there's a he uses this kind of double purpose thing he says one is personal sanctification so like that's like kind of what we're talking about too like okay this is what's best for us like to forgive this person who a lot of people would think i don't have to forgive yeah or to you know go through this trial um and then also at the same time the fulfilling of his appointed ministry and service in the life of people of of god um so there's that personal sanctification there's that kind of big bigger picture thing Mm -hmm. how do we how do we try to connect, you know, God's wisdom to our life in this way that's personal and big picture? Yeah, san- personal sanctification is, I think, like, as a newer Christian, that word freaked me out a little because I didn't know exactly what that meant. And, like, am I doing sanctification wrong? Like, Yeah, so to, yeah. to recognize... Um, that growing in Christ-likeness um, is mm-hmm. gr- God's grace. You know, by His grace, we are able um, to be sanctified in this life, and it's lifelong. Um, and yes, we we certainly contribute in the way that we prioritize um, our own spiritual disciplines and our study of God's Word and. And, and, and we play a part, but it is the work of the Holy Spirit in us um, that when we can 
when we really can, you know, come to understand how personal that is, really how much our transformation in this life to mirror the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ, um, that to me, that is incredible that we are even molded in that way, um, through sanctification. And I think, I, I think that's still something that just kind of blows my mind. Um, but to see it in the bigger picture of God's church, capital C church, that we do play a part in the ministry that we do mm-hmm. in the personal ministry, in the local church, um, within the greater denomination or, you know, whatever, whatever we're a part of that, in this lifetime, we can feel really minuscule and that, and that we, um, you know, just kind of feel outside of the bigger mm-hmm. purpose that w- we have to connect mm-hmm. our personhood and in, in this life and our, um, what we can contribute as a part of the body of Christ united together with our fellow brothers and sisters on the same mission Mm. to share the gospel, you know, whether that is, you know, discipling your children in your home in Tallahassee or moving across the world to be a missionary, that we do all play a part. Like God uses us as vessels and just to not be ignorant of that, um, that as soon as we feel like, as soon as we say, like God is he can't really use someone like me. Mm-hmm. We have, those are small views of God, mm-hmm. small yeah. thoughts of God, first of yeah. all. But second of all, we are, we're, we're really giving up, you know, our role and, and saying that we don't want to be a part of God's mission. Um, mm-hmm. We pretty much just forfeit our, you know, our, our talents and our, our gifts that he's gifted us with. Um, so I, I, I for me, that in my mind, that's how I have to connect mm-hmm. the two. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, I think too. Yeah, like you said, something I thought was good to tie it back with the, when we talked about God's majesty. You know, we talk about God's wisdom, and we use it in these big, big picture, you know, kind of senses that we forget, like that it's personal. Like there's a personal aspect of it too, and in, in which God's wisdom is is present in our life. That the act, like the activity of God's wisdom. And that kind of transitions us well to talking about God's wisdom and trials because we were discussing before we recorded this just um, Paul's discussion about his thorn. I'm, I'm curious, how do we think about God's wisdom in relation to our daily trials? Yeah, I mean, I think that that is like the common question that we see through Scripture. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that is the book of Job. Like, mm-hmm. it, you know, how can God be wise in this situation? Um, and Paul clearly, you know, portrays that for us in, in his life situation, but uh, with, with the thorn in his flesh, which we aren't sure what it was, but um, he clearly knows that it's within the wisdom of God. I, I think that we just have to begin to take on the attitude of trusting God and knowing that, like, if he actually is, you know, the things we've talked about, immutable, he's all-powerful, and he he has all wisdom, like, we have to begin trusting him within our situations, that, like, this is actually the the time, the place, um, 
in the life situation that God has me in that he wants me to minister. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we really do have to start thinking like that. It's very difficult um, when a lot of things just don't make sense in your life. You know, like Paul, he, he didn't know why he had this thorn in the flesh, but, you know, he, he knew that God's grace is sufficient um, and his power is made perfect in our weaknesses. And so mm-hmm. he trusted God and, and really just like affirmed in himself that he would trust him regardless. Yeah, this was a, to me, just a great section to read and meditate on because I think we all experience being perplexed in the midst of trials. Um, and, and we deal with that differently. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. But as Christians, we are still called to point to God and to glorify God. Um, and that passage in scripture about Paul is one of my favorite. Um, and it's just something that I come back to all the time. But um, at the beginning of the section, he says, well, what do they mean? Like, what do these trials mean? Simply that God and his wisdom means to make something of us, which we have not attained yet. And he is dealing with us accordingly. And then the next paragraph just lists mm-hmm. out all these different ways in which God you know, in, in his means is is working these things out for us, through us, you know, within us to, to grow us in character and to grow our faith. And in that we just, we do, there is, there, it just comes back to trusting mm-hmm. God um, b- because he's, he is our father and, and we know that we can trust him. And that's, that can be easier said than done when you're in the midst of a trial, but to have this knowledge ahead of time mm-hmm. and to know because we will come up against um, different obstacles and tragedies and things in life. So to hold this in our heart now, um, you know, and, and everyone is dealing with something at some time or another, but just when the greatest tragedies of life come along that we, we have this we have this knowledge in our in our mm-hmm. mind and and we know that God's wisdom is is greater and and we can we can trust that path and trust his grace and yeah. um yeah it's really cuz i think like we want to know all the purposes mm-hmm. and we want to reach like the oh my gosh i understand mm-hmm. like the aha i see everything that god ever did yeah. in my life for what it was and for how far you know and it just says like whatever whatever further purpose a christian's troubles may or may not have and equipping him for future service, they will always have at least that purpose, which Paul's thorn in his flesh had. They will have been sent to us to make and keep us humble and to give us a new opportunity of showing forth the power of Christ in our mortal lives. Mm, yeah. So our time on earth is so temporary, but God uses it mm-hmm. in many ways. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago, um, my, my best friend and close family friend uh, passed away of throat cancer and his son is is my age um, and uh, is my best friend's dad and just this this figure who was a, he was a pastor incredible father just such a good good person and wrestling with watching my friend walk through that and just wrestling with that and um, and you just wonder, you're like, God, this is just not how I would do it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just not the decision I would make. I don't have the power, but this isn't what I would do. And as a Christian, I think that humility piece of saying, 
that's right. God's ways are not our ways. Like he doesn't do what I would do and praise God. He doesn't, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we feel the most perplexed when we have the biggest view of ourself, you know, Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking the more I think about how I would do it differently than God, the more I'm doubting God. And the, the, that's kind of like the, I must decrease so he can increase, you know, the, the more humble I am about myself and, the more I kind of realize that I'm finite, I don't see everything, know everything, can do everything, I think the more I can learn to trust God even when it's painful. And and we see, that's why what's so great about the Psalms is that we see it's okay to have these emotions and the human experience of pain and and struggling with, you know, doubt and all of that, but to, to learn how, what do you do? Well, God's wisdom should cause us to see ourselves properly mm-hmm. and in in our trials to, to realize, too, that, you know, God's not asking us to understand everything that he's doing. He's asking us to trust him. I, I heard it put, you know, God's not calling us to understand his hand and what he's doing. He's asking us to trust his heart, and I think that's an important reminder. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even taking it a step further and saying, and will I rejoice even mm, in yeah, those times yeah. of suffering? Yeah. Not just that I need to trust in him, but I can, I, I will praise him in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like Paul did, because he recognized that God appointed this to happen and that it was his calling to, to rejoice and still glorify God. It's a good thought to close out on, and we'll talk more about the difference between God's wisdom and and ours in the next podcast. So thank you guys for listening. We hope this is encouraging you, and we're grateful. 